Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Cinematic Universe, a podcast all about comic book movies and television. I'm your host for today, Reese Williamson, and joining me are... James Hunt. And Joe Cunningham. Hello. Um, hello, guys. How are you? You, you both well? No. No, no I'm no. not. <laughs> You're just sick Very much not well. <laughs> Joe, are you, are you at least in, in, in a healthy way right now? Uh, right now, yeah. Rare, rare occurrence. I'm yeah, fine. that's pretty well for you. Good. <laughs> this is, of course, um, uh, a news episode. So it's, it's been about, oh God, like six or seven weeks, I think, till, since we last recorded a news episode. So we've got a lot of news to cover in theory, uh, but then, of course, looking at the period we've between episodes and looking at the actual news that has actually happened, um, there's not there's not all that much. Um, uh, and I, I was just saying just before the record, I, that's probably because you had basically the, the big three outputters of, of um, comic book movies, uh, you know, Marvel, DC, and, and arguably Sony is sort of the number three slot, putting out, you know, major projects in around in and around this period. So there's not a ton of news that they put out because they've, they've got a lot of focus on those projects. I think it's, um, it's partly that. It's partly that the writer's strike has happened mm-hmm. and has probably, like, ceased updates or ceased like certainty on stuff that can be announced (laughs) um and then also right we're what six weeks out from comic-con so Um, that's probably holding some stuff back as well but there is there's lots of stuff to talk about so let's uh let's get into it i think we should maybe start with if you're you're on the main feed you you've missed our guardians uh three patreon episode that, and, and that link again, that's patreon.com slash cinematic universe if you fancy a little clip. Um, but, we, you know, I don't know if you guys want to give some some general thoughts on on our Guardian 3 thoughts. Uh, Joe, what about we start with you? What, um... Yeah, um, so I, you know, liked it. I think it is probably the, the strongest MCU movie since Endgame. Um, in that it has personality, it's really competently made. Um, the, the the biggest surprise of all is Chris Pratt is kind of fantastic in it. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I think I probably ultimately liked it a little bit less than, than the general reception of it, uh, because I had like a, a couple of quibbles with it. But, you know, overall, good time at the movies. I found it quite emotional. And also, 
like um I I don't think I said this on the um on the Patreon episode that we did, but like it was one of those movies that I walked out of and I just went, oh man, I wish Seb could have seen that. Like he would have fucking loved that because it was like you know so much of the stuff that he liked about the Guardians movies dialed up and like focused in on the stuff that that he loved, and I'm sure he would have got like such a kick out of that movie. Yeah, well, if we're thinking about that, I had exactly the same reaction coming out of Spider Verse. Mm. Uh, and 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 Joe, have have any of your Patreon thoughts or thoughts that record on that episode? Have, have any of your thoughts on the film changed in the couple of weeks since the record? Is you know crystallized or softened or hardened? Uh, you know, is it a better looking movie in your memory now than it was a couple of weeks ago? No, I think I'm I'm I'm. I'm broadly the same i um i was chatting to my friend apparently james gunn had said that um that well no in fact you know i'm gonna avoid that because it's really spoilery but there's <laughs> there's oh. like stuff that happens towards the end of the movie that since since it's come out james gunn has been talking and gone oh well maybe not you know, mm. uh, okay because because every door must be kept open mm. Um, in the MCU, and I think that is, I I do think it feels like it lacks the finality that you would have gotten from a franchise fifteen years ago, right? Um, but now it's part of the MCU, and you you can't quite have that. And the characters who, st- you know, the actors who still want to get paid need to get mm. moved off in side projects, that kind of thing. But yeah, no, I I mean, like overall, I thought it was a a really solid self contained contained story. Um, I still think it's a bit too mawkish at times. Um, I still had a problem with some of its like approach to uh, stakes, violence. Um, mm. But you know, overall, I definitely am like on the whole positive. I do wonder. Where, I'm going to come to you, James, in one second. But and I know Joe, you haven't seen Spider Verse yet, but nope. I do wonder in the in the in the 2023 year of superhero films, its proximity to Spider-Verse and the reaction, the kind of aggregate reaction to Spider-Verse is going to kind of make Guardians just fade a bit in, in, in the mem- in the kind of cultural memory, but you know, you know, we'll see. And also who, who, who I, maybe I, I mean, I, I doubt, I don't think so, but uh, because it's an MCU thing, right. And all the MCU stuff, Ultimately, we forget what came out mm. when, and like, uh, I, I think it will just be like, oh yeah, James Gunn finished off that franchise in a satisfying way. Um, because you know, we we had a big debate on this podcast at the time when we were all wrong, and our listeners were wrong when we were debating which was the best movie of the year that the first Spider Verse was uh, mm. released. Was it was it Spider Man? Was it um, Black Panther? Or was it Infinity War? And we all made our cases, and the answer I realized upon a rewatch of Spider Verse was it's definitely Spider Verse, followed followed closely by Black Panther, and then at a distance behind that there is Infinity War. Um, but we we argued about it on the podcast, and we put it to the listeners, and they voted for it, and they said Infinity War. So I don't think either of those movies were dimmed by their proximity mm, to yeah. to the first Spider Man. Uh, and well, James, what about you? What, what's in the in, you know in the in the in the weeks since we've recorded? How have your views on Guardians? Um, so, I mean, to be honest, I haven't thought about it a lot since. I think my reaction oh. at the time was, 
Oh, that was that was a great MCU movie that reminded me why I love MCU movies. But a couple of weeks down the line, you know, it, it didn't linger with me. It wasn't something that I returned to. Um, I, I had a good time. I, I, I definitely watch it James, on home release. That's that's fair because I, I actually, when Reese asked me that, I was kind of thinking the same. But I think this this far into Guardians of the Galaxy two. It's a movie I quite enjoyed the first time around, and then the more I sat with it, the more I kind of went, ah, mm. and then, yeah, and then uh, on a rewatch wasn't that impressed. So I think that's probably notable in itself that, you know, at least it hasn't, it's not like yeah, you're going uh, like, stuff oh, hasn't yikes, come back that, that made good? me go, oh, actually, yeah, maybe that wasn't good. But no, I think, I think, oh, you know, I was very happy with it as a, as a conclusion to the trilogy, and I think, when I get another chance to watch it, I'll probably take it. Unlike, say, Ant Man, Ant Man Three, which yeah. I could watch for free now, but my my time is worth more than that. What a trash movie, Christ! Um, <laughs> what if Disney Plus just removed that as a tax write off? <laughs> <laughs> is it like a sort of a, a moral and cultural write off? They say, "Listen, we'll actually we we make no money doing this, but we think for the sake of." For the sake of you all, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and, and just pretend it never happened. Um, yeah. And Jonathan Majors was just a kooky guy who showed up at the, mm. end, at the end of Loki season one, and that was it. Don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> what if they just announce, like in six months, they announce, "Oh yeah, we're we're releasing a film in 2026 called Ant Man Three, and it's the third in the Ant Man series of films." Hey. Michael, Michael Pena's back. <laughs> everything you liked about those films i mean let's face it it worked for the terminator franchise right yeah they just keep kind of going back to oh we're doing a sequel to uh t2 <laughs> yes forget the, the other ones forget them, forget them. <laughs> in fairness the last one was pretty good but no, no one in fairness it. the last one was fine in comparison to all of the dog yeah, yeah. the dog shit that they've put out in the past <laughs> 20 no 30 years <laughs> you know what, do you know what's crazy is that it is the is the you know the history of the terminator franchise up until this point the 20 you know uh, june 2023 in our time and the and the kind of crazy nature of the last couple but also the knowledge that i think in our lifetimes guys we will probably see another four terminator films <laughs> And I yeah, don't the, know the, how that's true, but it, I think it is true. The I problem is true. the next the next few are going to be documentaries. <laughs> hey, hey, yes, Open AI, Terminator, Open AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, so let's and let's get some. So that we, we have recorded, we did record a Patreon episode on Guardians Three. That's available uh, to subs. We haven't yet recorded a Spider Verse episode. We've already brought it up um, in this record, and we're not going to go too much into details here, or even. Uh, opinions here but uh actually i see that james you've been fucking tweeting out about what you think about this movie so if you're giving it away for free you uh, <laughs> on musk's twitter.com you may as well say a bit on this uh, episode as to uh what you thought of spider yeah. i mean jo- yeah joe hasn't seen it so i won't say anything spoilery i um, should, should point out I, I was trying to see it but i, I because we're going on holiday this week and I needed to take my daughter out for the day to allow my wife to pack bags in peace. And so we, I was taking her to the cinema and she's watched the first Spider-Verse and it kind of like just was, you know, distracted by the pretty colours. And I was hoping I could take her to the second one. And then I was told resoundingly, no, don't do that. And also then I saw the running sign was two hours, 20 minutes. So we went to see Mummies instead. <laughs> um, so I will see Spider-Verse at 
<laughs> my earliest comedians, but as of yet, I have not. I mean, genuinely, don't take a no. Don't take a young child to see this movie. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, someone uh, when when we went to the screening, there was someone behind us with their, I think, seven year old, mm. and he was so bored that by for the last sort of forty minutes, he was kicking the back of our seats. So you know, if only for other people's benefit, don't don't take a young child to see a very long and quite morose Spider Man movie. Are you, and you didn't take um, your, but you? that said, if you're a grown up. Mm. You should enjoy it a lot. I you know, I enjoyed it a lot. And why did you got enjoy lots it? of uh, lots of very you know nerdy thoughts about how mm. it how it manages to be both a Spider Man story and a crazy multiverse story? But um, we'll get to those when we do our Patreon episode. I was very happy, and I can't wait for the next one. Um, it also looks incredible. It sounds amazing. Uh, Joe, you said it was two hours twenty. That, that must be accurate. I, I've read that on IMDb too, but I watched the film on Friday and I think it was done after about 10 minutes. That's how it felt. Uh, and part of that is because of the kind of interesting structure of the story. Um, but it really, for me, it absolutely, it absolutely whizzed by. And I was kind of, I was kind of captivated completely throughout. Uh, I think, and this is, uh, this isn't a spoiler. Um, the, for me, the, the, the big ding on it. And I, I, James, I'm not sure that you, I'm not sure you felt the same way. And I'm not sure why I felt the same way because I loved Doom part one. Um, I just think it, it doesn't fit. It, it, it just stops. You know, it doesn't have a... Oh, no, it is absolutely, it's not a, not um, a complete movie. And it's that's, 50% and of a story. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually, that's, it's really frustrating, I think. It doesn't even, and maybe the difference with Doom is that it doesn't, it, it just doesn't even really attempt to come to a, a, any kind of a cathartic conclusion. And I can see, and again, uh, you know, this would have to be a spoiler to discuss, but... I can see what I think they try to do with trying to, te- trying to tell a story with this film um, or, or try to come to some ending, but um, I, I just don't think it works at all. So that's why it, it, it just it doesn't quite get to that sort of, sort of per- perfect end of things. But uh, my God, it's, uh, it's really a real, it's a real delight. It's a real joy. It's such a thrill. Um, there's moments of like just stunning filmmaking in there. There are, there are shots that take your breath away many of them throughout the whole film. Um, and then I watched, I watched the first one like this, the day after I, or maybe even the night of when I came back from, from across, I watched into, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say it's not as good, but it's, this is a real, this is a real step beyond that first movie. I, I think in, at least in the filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like, certainly on a technical, yeah, yeah. on a technical level, They've gone. Okay, how can we how can we move this on? And like all those movies that have been copying the the Into the Spider Verse art style, you know, they're they're going to look dated by comparison. Even though you know, three months ago it felt bleeding edge. And I don't know about you, James, but I watched Across and and especially some of the early delights. I was thinking, oh, this is a delight, but this is just what Into did. This is just more of that. And actually, going back and watching Into, you realize you realize that it wasn't in that at all. And actually a lot of the stuff that, that again is such a delight in across is his new stuff is, is proper, as you say, cutting into new stuff. But uh, anyway, yes. Um, I want to see it at least one more time, maybe even twice. Cause again, it's just such a sensory delight uh, before we, we record our episode. Um, and so, yeah, but all of us, we, we will uh, see it again uh, uh, and we will record a, you know, three hour long 
This is what we. This is just what we do. So that's that will happen. I'll see and, it at least once. Yeah, you're gonna rewatch sure. Mummies too. Uh, no, I think I will uh, leave mummies at the, at the single. Joe, period. can you give us your brief mummies thoughts, please? Um, it's one of those dog shit like sp- <laughs> Spanish animations that has been redubbed for an English language audience. Uh. Um, it is um when I described it to James, um, uh, he he commented that. Uh, probably the only reason it hasn't been cancelled is that because no one's fucking seen it. Um, <laughs> but it is, it, it is, uh, yeah, lots of white British people voicing Egyptians, mm-hmm. um, re, redubbing, uh, Spanish actors who had voiced Egyptians. Um, it ends on a pop song. Can you guess which one? Um, oh god. Is it something with mummy in the, in it's the title, a, right? walk, walk like an Egyptian? Um, and, uh, there's, there's, uh, there is a nickel pack needle drop in the, in the third act, which is wild. Which, which need, uh, nickel pack? Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember, James. As if there's any difference between them. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. you remind me. And the, 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 there is, a, there is, there is one solid sequence in the middle. And um, Evangeline really liked the song that plays in that sequence. Um, so okay. she uh, she has been playing that on repeat since. <laughs> um, That's the danger, isn't it? When you take a kid to a movie, they might yes. like it. Uh, it's Far Away is the Nickelback song. Far Away. And uh, if I could just give ever so slightly brief thoughts on the film Fast X or Fast 10. Uh, that's one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll just we'll move on to the news now. I think this is the um, comic book, movie, and television news from the past six weeks. Again, it's a little bit slim pickings. We're going to work in reverse chronological order. Um, we're going to use some of these pieces to to talk about some some larger trends in that industry. Um, so let's start with this is a story from May nineteenth. It's a while ago, um, and this is the perhaps slight. Some of the, a lot of these are rumors, by the way, folks. So. Um, uh, some of these aren't strictly speaking news stories, <laughs> um, but this including this first one, and this is the rumor, uh, but from a good source from uh, from Jeff Snyder, who's who's, who's got good stuff, um, which is He's that Jeff, yeah, not a good, not a nice guy, but uh, seems right about things often. Um, that Jeff Loveness um, might uh, not might have been taken off Avengers Kang Dynasty. And I think the reason I wanted to mention this was obviously, and again, we, we talked about it at length in the last news episode. There's not a lot more to say and there's not a lot more we should say, but I, I wonder, you know, the, how we, the three of us are thinking about, about Jonathan Majors' future with the MCU. Not again, and as we talked about in the last episode, not that that is the, the, the important bit of his personal story. It isn't, but it's, it's a bit that pertains to, to us in this podcast. Uh, yes. And how, um, and how this, this might connect with that and what we think, yeah, what we think, uh, those Avengers movies are looking like towards the end of this phase, whether any of this stuff is affected by that, it, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, obviously what has, what has, what has gone unsaid in the, in the last month since the last news episode is there's been zero movement from the Marvel end on, uh, on majors and on Kang. Uh, and so that's why a lot of this stuff will probably will live in rumor at least for, for the meantime. But, um, but James, I just wondered, you know, what's, 
what's have your expectations changed on on you know on the Kang piece and the, and, and the recasting piece and whether whether the shape of this phase of the MCU has you know is going to be altered? What do you think? I don't think they're going to move a massive amount. I think they'll probably wait until they've got a replacement lined up to say anything about Kang. Um, you know, we'll probably get a story. Jonathan Major steps away, and then two days later, they'll be like, "Here is the new cast member." And make, a, th- make as few waves as possible. I think, in terms of the actual <laughs> movie, um, I I don't think they they're going to have a solid plan in place anyway. Mm. Um, so anything that changes over the next couple of years would have probably changed anyway. Probably. So anything, anything particular off of that? I think the writer's strike has afforded them some time to figure shit out. Uh, the Jeff Loveless piece wouldn't surprise me, given... like I think the, the Ant-Man ultimately didn't cross 500 mil worldwide, which for a Marvel movie, but particularly a Marvel movie that is setting up, you know, kicking into gear the big story that they want to tell across this phase, feels really significant and then are you going to keep you know you're going to keep that creative team on on you know what you hope is going to be another infinity war end game um so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they shake things up i wouldn't be surprised if they pivot away i mean we're going to talk about in a second in fact let's let's talk about it now because i think it mixes together they've retitled the captain america movie right Oh, you're skipping to the to the. You've gone from the oldest. Literally, yes, <laughs> literally something that's dropped today. So what it was it, it was it was going to be Captain America: New World Order, and now on set it's called Captain America: Brave New World. Yeah. Now, I, like I, I would imagine that they were going hell for leather on that script before the writers strike it, mm. and you know, it's it, we know from MCU stuff in the past that you know they've they've changed. They've changed movies like on the fly. They've ch- like they've uh, you know they've reshot stuff to significantly change things. They have <laughs> they've announced uh, titles without stories, well, and that's and that's that's the that's the part I was going to get to. Yes, they have announced titles without stories, which they I think the most obvious one is Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> yeah. which ended up not being a Ragnarok story. It just kind of they just kind of went went. Oh, do we still do Ragnarok at the end? I guess so. But it didn't really matter, right, did it? It didn't have any... Considering it was Ragnarok, that event did not really impact the MCU at all. Um, <laughs> uh, and and I think that they probably, you know, they probably written that script really quickly, realised that New World Order, or whatever that was going to be, isn't necessarily the case now where they've gotten to. They've They've changed the title. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if... Kang Dynasty isn't a movie that gets made. You know, it's just, it's just, there is an Avengers movie. It's got a different subtitle. It's not Kang anymore. And, and you, and you wrap up the Kang story really, you, you know, if they wanted to, they could wrap that up in Loki season two and just pivot away from it. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they've, they've obviously gone, here are our big plans to organize around it, but they're also, it's also spinning off of like, you know, launching the Fantastic Four. They've got other options. I was about to say, actually. They his... don't need to be wedded to that actor. And now they've got however many months where scripts and stories can't be moving forwards, where they can sit down in front of their big, you know, big board and go, right, what are the different options? 
here's a here's a suggestion like uh you mentioned fantastic four so like the uh character of immortus is a fantastic four villain related to kang technically the son of kang you know the kang dynasty immortus is the villain kang doesn't appear no problems yeah or or they just go you know what it's not it's not kang anymore let's let's do doom now instead yeah. The Doom Dynasty, yeah. The Doom Dynasty, yeah. I, 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 and honestly, I think the bigger piece of this, because as you say, the Jonathan Majors news hasn't progressed, is the bigger piece is, like, you look at quite how bad the box office was for Quantumania, and then you compare it to how Guardians has performed and how Spider-Verse looks like it's going to perform based on that opening weekend. And... You know, it's it's you can't write it off as like audience fatigue or you know it was it was the 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 what audiences saw of that movie and what they heard about that movie made them not want to see it in cinemas. And that you know, when you're spending this amount of money on these movies, mm. um, that that can't fly. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, and that, you know, there's, there's some other news stories here that. I also wonder, as you say, the right strike a big part of this, but there's some. Well, we can, actually let's. I tell you what, let's go to it now. Um, which is the this rumored Fantastic Four cast, um, and I do wonder whether you know I'm about to sort of say who the rumor is, and whether there's a there's a scenario where this 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 cast is so it's so starry and it's actually such it's so sort of exciting to some to some fans, perhaps not to all of us, but it's very starry and actually what you can do. What you can do is you can kind of go in with these guys, and then you've got a big break, you know, over, over the next six months for the, for the right to strike, and you could sort of, you could maybe even see a phase, um, what phase win? Phase six? <laughs> Five. You could almost see actually a, a reorientation around these characters and actors that I'm about to I'm about to mention. So again, with the pinch of salt, that with the with the pinch of salt that this of course is just a rumor, um, but I don't know if you guys have also seen. You also saw this same tweet that was going on last week. From a, a, a Twitter account called At My Time to Shine H, which again apparently has a decent track record, uh, and it was just it was just a tweet with these four um, pictures attached, and it's Adam Driver, obviously as Mr. Fantastic, Margot Robbie as Sue Storm, Paul Mezcal as Human Torch, and David Diggs as the Thing. Um, now I don't think I'd seen Diggs linked to the thing in past rumours, but those other two, or those other three, particularly Adam Driver, who we talked about on this, on, on this show before, have all been linked to that casting. Um, I guess two questions for for you, Joe. One, you know, is this a is this an exciting um, Fantastic Four cast? Uh, just the just the actors, and two, you know, what does that just what does that tell you? What what does that make you think about? The way these characters in this team will interact in the in the wider MCU, based on yeah, based on what I was saying before. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm not sure I buy it still, um, sure. but um, I, I mean, like I think they would all be great gets for Marvel. Um, I, I mean, particularly like Driver and Robbie have obviously done the big franchise stuff already. Um, I guess other than getting paid, I'm not quite sure what the appeal would be but then also i am you know i'm kind of cognizant that i've said quite a few times like i kind of think like if barbie isn't a hit margot robbie maybe isn't a movie star yeah you know she's at like as 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 much as you know she's had 
great. She's had an Oscar nomination. She's had like, you know, everyone loved Harley Quinn. She was kind of like a cultural phenomenon, but then people stopped turning up for the Harley Quinn movies. And then if, last... Birds, of, Birds, of, if Birds of Prey was massive, I don't think this would happen, assuming it happens. Um, but yeah, she's definitely lost. And obviously also with the James Gunn stuff, She's essentially lost her franchise character, and again, this we're, all, we're obviously we're, we are sitting here pre Barbie, but she, you know, she she and Adam Driver right have 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 in recent years lost that that franchise chunk. Um, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but I, I but I guess what I'm saying is they've done it. Unless they need the money, what do they? You know, unless it, I, I just can't imagine like what the what the appeal is. Um, but yeah, I think I think they would be good gets for Marvel because they're great. I think Driver would be a really good choice for Reed Richards. I know I think they'd both be good because they both kind of and I kind of think you need that slightly classier movie star vibe for those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, David Diggs, I, I like when I see him, but I, I think he's like failed to pop in quite a few things. But it's, it'd be it'd be interesting if that was true. And obviously, Paul Mescal, I would you know. Be stunned if he wasn't being linked to every single. You know, <laughs> he's a short guy, right? You save him for Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think David Diggs would be better as Johnny Storm, to be honest. He's got maybe more that that swagger, right? Mezcal, we've seen he's he's played more in you know interior characters. I think. Yeah. Swap swap those two over. That's my suggestion. And what do you think of? I think we probably talked about Adam Driver as Miss Fantastic last episode, um, James. But what do you think of Margot Robbie as Sue Storm? I mean, I like Margot Robbie in everything, even fucking Amsterdam, which was garbage. Um, she she's good. She's got that. Like she might not be pulling in box office necessarily, but she's got movie star charisma. Mm. Um, I I think it's interesting that they've announced some fairly big names. When in the past, Marvel, these, are, Marvel... These, are not, these are not announced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting. The rumor is fairly big names because yeah. in the past, Marvel has been like, "No, let's take someone who's on the rise and yeah. and you know check them out there." These these guys are, if not household names, they're certainly you know pretty big in the film nerd circles. Yeah, um, I think you could, I think you could almost argue that Driver and Robbie are. I mean, listen, they're not they're not on the fall, but they're not, they're sort of, they're like, not, they're literally not on the rise. I think, you know, actually they're, to Joe's point, like, you know, 65 and Amsterdam with Robbie, that those are sort of recent Joe's <laughs> adults, yeah. Emma's stars, and they flopped, and obviously Babylon with Robbie too. Um, these are, you know, you almost might be getting like a good deal with these two versus a year ago, maybe, although, you know, I'm sure they'll still command, command a big cost. Do you think, is, is there, is there any, also any possibility you know, back to the how did they even get? You know, how did they get these guys? Is there a possibility that that these are one and done? You know, or perhaps maybe Driver no. and Ro- Robbie are one and done, and they no. do because no. okay, no. Nah, nah, not a chance. Okay, I do, I do think they probably if if this is the cast, it seems to me like they might have gone. This is our third shot of these characters. We need something bigger than their names to bring audiences in and if people go well we like adam driver we like margot robbie we like david diggs like that that's going to be enough to get I, people through the door as opposed to fucking another fantastic four movie come on i think that's i think that's really really key to this that the fantastic four 
whilst, you know, is a thing that gets comic book nerds excited because of the potential. I'm not sure it even does that, to be honest. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think, no, but I, th- I think it does because we've been talking about, like, being excited about the prospects of it for ages. And, and you know, the types of stories that the, the Fantastic Four would allow sure, them to tell. Sure some of the wider characters from the Fantastic Four that, that they would be able to bring into the MCU. Um, but yeah, I, I think for general audiences, it's it's not even that that isn't there, it's that they have been, you know, whether, you know, we've, we've said we think there are some merits to the Tim Story movies, um, but overall they're kind of, you know, they're looked back at kind of as a joke, right? And the... Trank version was just a, a, a catastrophe that I think general audiences, yeah, you kind of do, it is a harder sell on those characters than just simply going, oh, you, you, these have got some kind of cultural cachet, right? You kind of know who these guys are, that's fine. And here are four up and coming actors, like was the case last time. Um, yeah, I think you do need, you do need some rec- recognizable names. So, yeah, and uh, particularly with Mr. Fantastic, I'd be stunned, you know, whether it's Driver or not. Mm-hmm. If that, if that isn't someone with box office pedigree. I agree, but also fuck it to make a fun prediction. I'll, I'll, pu- I'll put out there that this Fantastic Four movie ends with the Fantastic Four being Mezcal, uh, Dig, Diggs, Tatiana Maslany, She-Hulk, and Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Fuck it. <laughs> and the, the, the okay, driver, sure. driver and Robbie are one and done, and then that sort of spurs on some characters into the into the adventure shit. It's hey, just, hey, it's, it's <laughs> almost as bad as your Doctor Strange prediction. <laughs> That's what's funny. I'm, I'm predicting that a cast that has not yet been announced is is will die by the end. Of the film. <laughs> But hey, whatever. Well, that's that's <laughs> yeah, somehow somehow not worse than when you predicted a guy who was in the trailer wasn't going to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it would it would be James McAvoy instead. <laughs> I, I, I still can't. Did, <laughs> did we cut that? Out? I still can't remember whether that made the podcast or not. <laughs> we don't actually release this, right? This is just us chatting. We don't yeah. actually put. <laughs> um, so um, let's go next to um, a film that we we sort of struggle for reasons to, to, to talk about, I think, for, for various reasons, which is The Flash, but a movie that is coming out um, pretty soon. There's, I think, were there, I mean, have reviews even hit today on The Flash? Uh, I think they could even have, have hit in the last um, in the last few hours, not that we'll... Uh, talk about a movie that feels like it might be affected because of its... Uh proximity to Spider-Verse. Yeah, in fact, yes. In fact, I can confirm that we started recording about half an hour ago. The, the, the Flash reviews hit two, two hours ago, so so um, all the, all that coverage is out. Um, we're not going to... We haven't had a chance to read, so let's... Um, we won't get, get involved too much in that, but uh, a film that, again, we're not we're not quite sure how we're going to cover it as this group, but um, we'll figure that out in the future. Uh, and, and yes, to Joe's point, a very interesting kind of... You know, I do wonder... I do wonder the logic. I do wonder the logic of, of putting this out two weeks after Spider Verse. Uh, you know, you, well, you, not. You, I don't even think the logic of like releasing it, but like doing all the press. I think the the press has obviously been an interesting thing for that movie because they have kept Ezra Miller out of it entirely. Which, you know, I I kind of think yes, of course, that's what you had to do. But also, if you know that's what you have to do, then. 
isn't it pretty fucking gross that that you're that you're pumping this movie out with them in it? Yeah, I it just it all I, I find it all a bit distasteful. I don't know, I am um, everything I've heard about that movie, which was what, like I say, like the press happened for it a few weeks ago now, that they were doing like, you know, some of the PR plus for it, some of the the, the yeah, some of the original you know, the, the initial screenings. Um the buzz that was out there kind of felt like it has completely dissipated in the wake of Spider-Verse. Now maybe that maybe now that reviews are out in the next couple of weeks we'll we'll build back up to it. But it really yeah, it feels like a bit of an afterthought at the moment. And uh yeah, the stuff that I've heard about the movie so far have me kind of in the mindset of you know, fuck that movie. I, 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 I would not. I, I wouldn't be rushing to see it if we weren't covering it on this podcast. Obviously, I think James isn't massively keen, but I'm. You know, I am convinced my opinion of the movie will be coloured by. Uh, yeah, just everything about that movie that feels like it's in bad taste. But what if I told you that Nicolas Cage was in it? <laughs> I, I, I would again say, why why yeah. have your director openly talk about that in the press mm. weeks before the movie's release, mm-hmm. rather than having it as any kind of discovery that 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 you know people can make when they're watching the film? Just anything, anything to make people talk about the movie in terms other than Ezra Miller is in it, right? Yeah, I think I think I think James is right. You know, you I, I I think I read a comment on a on a deadline piece, which you know, listeners, you should never do that. Never read the comments. Uh, it's kind or of de- or a deadline piece. Yeah, um, kind of this idea that I mean, yes, they're not really doing a traditional press cycle, but also because at least in the US, you you you've lost all of the talk shows, you know, as outlets. Mm. You you know what, it, what you know what does a traditional press cycle even look like, especially in the social media era? Um, but but yeah, I think I think part of the way that they just keep this movie in the news if they aren't putting any any of the talent well they're not you know they're not in fact they're not really putting any of the talent out there well right? i don't know yeah i don't know it's if i've missed it but like it it feels like if you were going to be putting someone out there it would be keaton, keaton. Yeah. as this kind of you know like victory lap hey batman's back you know from one of the most profitable movies of all time um yeah. but that's that's not uh, 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 didn't he didn't he miss something like last week or is it he's not at the premiere because he's filming something elsewhere? Well, I, I think it's it's the the fear is that if if they put any of these people in front of press, they they've got to answer questions about yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. Like, I just don't avoid any of them in front of press, you know. But then I, I think Ezra, I I believe that I course, can't remember the name of the actress, but I believe the the name of the actress who plays Supergirl, Supergirl has been doing some press. Um, and I believe Ezra Miller will be at the premiere, but won't be answering, you know, won't be doing the press. He'll just be walking the red carpet and that will be that. It's, uh, it's, okay. it's weird, uh, but, but let's, I mean, I guess the proof will be in the pudding and how it performs, but it, it, it also sounds like from everything I hear that they're kind of leaving their options open in terms of if it's huge, they could make a sequel. They could fold it into the James Gunn plans, mm. and I, I and you know pro- probably as well, you know, test the water in terms of what the reaction is to Ezra Miller. Um, 
And, well, it's also still yeah, and and yeah, and, and and but if not, they could they could completely walk away from it. But yeah, I I I think it's such a shame because Ezra Miller was such a like a talented, interesting screen presence. Like he's good in the Snyder movies. Uh, you know, when he kind of broke onto the scene, really, really, really fantastic. And we talk about Kevin. Um, Good in Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, one of the more interesting things about those good, awful, fantastic beast movies. Um, it, it's a, it, it feels like a shame and a waste. Um, but I mean, I, you know, hopefully they are getting the help they need rather than, uh, and, you know, making efforts to rehabilitate rather than just trying to, you know, be wheeled out when deemed appropriate by Warner Brothers to try and make money off a movie and then kind of tossed away never to appear in a film again. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say, if if James were here, James, of course, is here. And I think what I think your your perspective, and it's one that I've kind of come around on in, in the last various discussions on Miller, is, is not everybody needs to be a superhero not every um, not everybody gets to be a superhero gets to portray a superhero and Ezra has kind of you know been given this opportunity and if if it's and it's it's their responsibility if they want to make these choices in their personal life to affect that which so, you know and I think that that uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm I think I was not 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 agnostic but but maybe more willing to separate the art from the artist, I think a few months ago, but, uh, but I'm actually coming around to, to James's perspective on this, but hey, maybe James has changed his view on this. <laughs> no, no, I remain fairly steadfast in thinking uh, I might watch it. I won't pay to watch it. Cause I, I just think you've got to, you know, you, you've got to back up your morals with your spending habits. So, um, I, I will, I, I will just also add, and with without spoilers, but there is, uh, there is an element of this movie that any, if you know anyone's been following online, um, has been, you know, widely spoiled on social media, <laughs> and I'm sure that um, Andy Muschietti will be talking about it openly, but before the movie, <laughs> before the movie comes out, anything to juice that opening weekend, um, but uh, it's. It was kind of a, a thing for me, and I think probably for some other people as well, that felt like it tipped things over the edge a bit as well. Oh, like, Christ, I just like, remembered what you're talking about. Like, yeah. just uh, incredibly gross and disrespectful that this this element is featuring in this particular movie. Uh, we'll obviously... You know, once the movies come out, we can talk. About I don't that think. A bit more and I, I love a spoiler. I absolutely. I I suck well, about. Like, I'll, tell, I'll tell I don't you. Think I don't mean. <laughs> I'll tell you off, my Chris. Uh, obviously, I don't want to hereditary this for the audience. No. Uh, and also, Nick Cage is in it as Superman. Uh, there's nothing to discuss there, really. Um, so we shall move on. Um, let's talk about something fun and uh, a little bit unconnected to what we've what we've dwelled on we'll come back to movies shortly but this is um the trailer to a video game and that video game is spider-man 2 uh a playstation 5 exclusive uh this aired during they did a showcase event a couple of weeks ago um and 
I don't know if you guys have seen this or seen the clips of this, but uh, this is the sequel to the you know the big Spider-Man game for a few years ago that I think we we've all played, we've all talked, we talked about on this podcast. They did like a kind of a half sequel to it, which was called Spider-Man Miles Morales. We got to play as Miles. Miles. I mean, he's in the first game, but not as Spider-Man. Um, and this is the kind of true proper big sequel to that first game. Uh, and the first bit of footage out really for it. Um, and I, I just think it looks incredible. It looks amazing. Uh, and it's coming, I mean, the, the timing of, of a, the, the timing is pretty perfect because it's got Peter Parker, you know, it's sort of, for those listeners who have played um, GTA 5, 5, yeah, 5, it uses the same, a similar dynamic where you can switch between both Spider-Men. So you're playing as Peter Parker and as, Ma- and as Miles. Uh, but Peter will, Parker... Like will the there still be levels where I can sneak around as Mary Jane and Mary take photographs Jane, of things? I would be sho- shocked to my core if there were. So I think that's probably yeah. out. And what about pigeons? Will I be catching pigeons? I Absolutely, think 100% catching <laughs> pigeons, yeah. Uh, but the big thing is Miles as a player is a big thing, and also it looks like Peter is is you know has the venom has the venom symbiote, and that sort of totally affects his his fighting style and and the gameplay when you're playing as Peter. Um, and so all of that basically all that just comes at such a fucking hot time with Spider Man and with Miles and with Venom and all of that stuff. Um, it just it just feels very well timed. Although, although you know video games take five six years to make, so they couldn't quite have predicted when they'd be hitting. But um, I think this looks amazing. I don't have a PlayStation 5. I don't think I'll play this because <laughs> go and buy a loaf of bread and it costs you 25 quid. So I, I'm not really seeing the disposable income to buy a game console, let alone uh, a bit of bread. Um, but for those who, who, who <laughs> play this, I'm thrilled for them. I'm thrilled. Uh, I uh, I bought a PS5 entirely <laughs> so that I had one ready for this game coming out because, <laughs> you know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, my, my main takeaway is I think uh, this is reminding me that I still have James's copy of Miles Morales. Which you do. I need- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So that's that's reminded me that I need to send that back to James. Um, 
the the thing that I read that I was most excited about mm. was okay, Venom Venom symbiote you get to play as all the characters. That's fine, I guess. But the map is two times the size of the first one. That's a lot of swinging around New York City, which, as discussed, is the best part of that game. Uh, So, so, um, fuck the subway. I'm going to spend a full 20 (laughs) minutes of my life swinging from one side of Manhattan to the other when that game comes out. And I have a PS5 um, and my children have left the house and gone to university. (laughs) So it's a while away. Um, I, I, I'm actually just watching the trailer right now because the other big thing is that I think the reason that the map is twice as big is because, uh, and you, you, you know, you said Manhattan, but um, I think a lot of the game takes place in a little place called Queens. So I think we are visiting the five boroughs. Whoa! Um, and also for, for about I don't know I don't know I think James you're a you're a TikToker and by uh, I mean a consumer, <laughs> not a putter outer, but for like for about four and a half hours my TikTok it felt like it was consumed with people watching the PlayStation showcase and they basically they just and they just sort of played the, the the full trailer for this without saying what it was and it was people being like sort of shocked that it was that it was craven at the beginning and that then it was a Spider-Man game uh, because also that's yeah. another another timing thing this is, it looks like maybe craven is the main bad guy of this um so Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, you owe insomniac some some cash because <laughs> you're going to be in their game anyway very exciting video games we love them uh, we we have very limited time and money to to buy and play them, but they are good. <laughs> I've been playing. Um, uh, I've been playing Fortnite with Anna and my daughter. Uh, we've been playing trios Fortnite, and uh, they currently have a Spider Verse bundle out. Of course, they of course they do. Yeah, I, yeah. I went through a brief phase of playing Fortnite, and um, it was very addictive and like a you know a well constructed game that drove me around the bend that I was constantly getting my ass handed to me by what I can only assume were like three <laughs> One of the funniest things about playing with a nine-year-old is that sometimes she will win around and you'll just be like, this nine-year-old like absolutely creamed all these fucking yeah. streamers and, you know, guys in their forties. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, let's. Uh, I'm going to bring in another couple of Spider-Man stories here. Actually, um, again, very much tied with lots of stuff we've already talked about. Um, which is, I mean, this is off of the back of the, the Across the Spider-Verse uh, release. Quotes from um, the producers. Quotes from Amy Pascal and Avi Arad, who are the long-term Spider-Man um, uh, producers, and you know, kind of. I think Pascal in particular is sort of the, the Kevin Feige behind the, all the, the Spider-Man stuff. Used to be. <laughs> Used to work at, used to work, used to head up Sony Pictures, right? And then now is sort of is is in her own shingle that looks after the Spider Man stuff. What is it like Pascal she, Pictures or something? Pictures, I think. But she right? kind of she specifically like parlayed that out of leaving mm-hmm. Sony, right? She was like it was yes, part of yeah. her her exit yeah. plan, yeah. Uh, but this is, I mean, again, again, this is. But so these are these are the stories that they are talking about: a live action um, Miles Morales movie, uh, and a live action uh, Spider Woman movie um, slash Spider Gwen movie slash um, slash Ghost Spider movie. Um, and yeah, this is you know, I, I, maybe let's do a, a, yeah like a little check in, I suppose, on on where where we think Sony's at in terms of their Sony's you know web of connected. Spider characters incorporated, <laughs> like, ETC, ING. Uh, because Spider Verse is, is is out. 
it's kind of a it's kind of done fucking numbers this first weekend it, the reviews are, are amazing the audience scores you know really high um and yeah i just wonder where you guys think we are with with all of that stuff and 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 we won't spoil it but i have to have to say without don't spoil- don't, don't okay. say whatever you're gonna say because it will be obvious what you're talking I won't about say fine fine um yeah, no, like no shit. They should make movies out of all these characters. <laughs> like, uh, d- like it's oh uh, goodbye, uh, listeners. That was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, like yeah. it. It feels like a no brainer, and it also feels like an uh, like the exit strategy for Sony. Holland. <laughs> well, for Sony, if they no longer want to deal with Disney, right? If they just yeah, want to. Yeah. If they just want to go like, right, thank you, thank you for helping us do that again. But actually, we've had a success all of our own. We have showcased these characters. Let's go off and let's go off and make movies about them. Because yeah, it would be cool to have a Miles Morales in the MCU. But does Sony need to do that? Could they just not have their own live action Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, whoever? franchises that sit I was going to say I was going to say I'm I'm maybe going to shock you by saying I think it would be good to have a standalone Miles Morales movie universe like yeah just don't even bother with like just you don't need it doesn't yeah, need to be as part much of as I, as much as I enjoy having Peter Parker in the MCU like let's let's do some proper Spider-Man stories where he's you know on his own, Raimi style. That's what I want to see. Or, or you um, know, or you know, like they've done that. You know, they've done the whatever the fuck it was called, something home, and <laughs> no way home. Lots yeah. Of, yeah, that one. There's lots of different Spidermans from different universes, and yeah, you could you could just do a, you could do a Miles Morales one where he is the featured character. Where there is a Peter Parker who is Spider Man, but he's not the he's not the character you're following. So you could have him if you wanted him, and it's not he's not played by Tom Holland. It's just a, uh, it's just another dude. You know, you just there's so many options. I'd like um, Evangeline has been watching a uh, whatever the Disney Plus Spider Spider Man cartoon is, and it's Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Gwen Stacy, and they're all kids, and they're all <laughs> and they just yeah, it makes you know, sense. <laughs> They go, children. They go off and they do Spider Man stuff, and they give mm. them the they give them the dumb names. So yeah, she's go Spider and Miles is Spin, um, which I just think is completely insane. Just call them Spider Gwen and you know Spider Man or Spider Woman. Like you don't need these these terrible names. Um, but yeah, uh, like. They, yeah, it makes it makes so much sense to do it all in live action, um, and if you know if they've got their because what they've got Madam Web coming out and Craven and another Venom movie, um, and I'm not sure what else is in production or whether whether who knows the Donald Glover and the the other one that probably isn't moving forward. Hypno Hustler, the bad, that was the it. bad bunny one as well. Um, El Muerto. Yeah, but uh, you know they're doing all of that stuff. They. Just infinite possibilities. They can, but just I, you know, I would kind of go if I if 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 I were in charge of Sony, let's just go back to doing 
self-contained franchises and you know if we want to cross them over we can but we don't have to and we don't have to set them up in such a way that they have to cross over kind of what kind of what they have done with venom right the pr- the problem with that is that and maybe it's recency wise but you know again the spider-verse movies and the most recent one and and that will be the film that's dictating the thinking at least right now that is a movie that is just is 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 predicated on 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 a multi on on a universe on a multiverse. Yeah, right? so, so, just, so, put, so, make, so make one yeah. that's not. Well, <laughs> set, yeah, all you do is set it in its own universe, and people will get. Oh, this is Miles Morales' universe. It's not the MCU. Yeah, not, likewise, not every Spider Man movie has to be a, a multiverse movie. Yeah, and likewise, Spider Gwen's off in her own universe, having her own story. And then later, if you want to cross them over, fine, but. You can you can do the movies without having to make it be universe hopping, you know, crossing think, stuff from the off. I think the key I think the key people in in this and in the planning going forward. And again, this is a a wild prediction. <laughs> I think the key people in this are going to be Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. You actually- absolute <laughs> what? You're mad. No, I think those are. If you're really thinking about building this 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 Spider-Man stuff out, specifically the Spider-Man stuff out, live action, those are your guys. Uh, one of, but I think probably one of the two of them, and I think probably it's Garfield is more likely than Maguire. And I think if you if you can sign him to a six-picture deal to do cameo stuff or whatever to tie pieces together, I think that's that. There's your little spine. I think that's that, and that has this sort of it's close enough, it's linked enough to the MCU stuff, but you can properly, you know, you you can go off and you've got a movie star and you've got a spine, and he's he's a little older, he's got that, he's got that gravitas. I don't know. I, think I could one, see, one of those guys is your guy. I, think. I could see that being a way, another way into doing this. You know, putting. A Miles Morales or a Gwen Stacy in their universe, and then you know, kind of having them as the what is like the Tony Stark to mm. Miles Morales. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's like absolutely necessary. I don't, I don't think like, I don't think the future of any Spider-Man movie in the future lives or dies based on whether they can get Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. I also, I, think, I, think I if, don't. If anything, what what far from hope. Yeah, Far From Home showed was people just no way fucking home. No, no way, way home. home. Shit, they like they like people who are Spider Man, right? <laughs> like all 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 Spider Men, even from dog shit movies, people go, "Oh, remember that guy?" Or "Oh, I like that actor who was Spider Man." Like, if you cast another, that will happen again. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I could I could absolutely see um, a you know, uh, uh, Miles Morales, and he, and it's in the and it's in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man world. Or I could see, you know, yeah, that happening with Tobey Maguire. I kind of feel like the more likely thing to happen with Tobey Maguire if they ever do it would be to go back and make a Spider-Man four. Um, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I just think that there's infinite possibilities for Sony. Um, uh, I don't think. I don't think either of those guys need to come back again. I think I don't if, think they need to. No, it just might. Yeah, be, but, again, money might be nice. <laughs> they did it. They've done it once before. So in a way, you've to do it once is to do it hundred times in in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> what they've done is they've shown they've got a price. Yeah, exactly. And Sony can yeah, drive yeah. a truck of money up to their houses. Well, yeah. and yeah. also, you know, you kind of like I'm reminded of when uh, 
the first Avengers movie came out, and and you know, I'm, I'm almost certain this is the case for Homecoming as well. That that Robert Downey Jr. is very rarely on screen, um, <laughs> you know, because because he's behind that mask for all of it, and. Uh, you know th- uh, what? What they could do for a lot of the time was like, oh, you know, when it like switches to him inside the suit, like that's that, and and with with Spider Man they could do that as well. Like any any time the mask is down, you know, <laughs> it, they're, fully they're not... CGI Tobey Maguire. Well, they ju- they're just not really required other than when they're when when their face is out of the suit, especially you know the way that the that the CG is done now. So actually, you know, if you said to if you said to one of those actors, we want you to be a supporting role in the Spider-Man movie, then actually, you know, we, we, we only need you on set for however many weeks. We want you 20 minutes in the digital scanner and then you can go back to the Bahamas. That's what they're yeah, going to I mean, say. I remember that, 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 that Robbie Collin review of, I think it was Robbie Collin, of, of, of No Way Home sort of said that he just didn't he didn't believe that any of those actors had had ever spoken to each other so 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 and i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm there with him but but all, you know already just some that of film, them definitely never spoke to each other no, sure, sure. already with that <laughs> film you had the you had the scenario where they their work clothes sort of was less than it appeared to be but if they were in the mask for like uh, you know if their agent was like okay toby will do it but he's gonna wear a mask another 25 percent more of the time you know and then he's he just literally just doesn't have to go to work as much and he probably gets paid more so so yeah i can see some finagling um yeah so so you've just got to be rubbing their hands at the moment because yeah the the animated stuff has kind of cracked open a huge amount of more you know huge number of new possibilities in terms of the cultural awareness of those characters and they've got a venom franchise which is making money and you know who who knows about these these upcoming films but um other than dr michael i think it's it's all looking quite good for them you know like that <laughs> they've got and you know again who the fuck knows? But an Aaron Johnson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Craven could could be fun, could be good. Dakota Johnson, Madam Web could be fun, <laughs> could be good. You know, mm-hmm. like and and uh, yeah, and 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 I think as well the fact that Spider Man has gone so hard on all the multiverse stuff really does allow you to just go, yeah, we can tell all of these stories separately. They don't they don't all have to be part of the part. They don't all have to be interconnected. Because we can just say at any given time, the portals are opening now; they're connected. <laughs> well, you've got, you know, and you've got this, this sort of interesting like leverage point, right? You know, like you've the Marvel last couple of Marvel films have have, and you know, they're not bombs, they're not duds, but there's this perceived, especially in the media, decline of, of that of that franchise. Uh, and, and there's and, nothing you know, perceived about it at the moment. <laughs> and then you've got this at least this specific Spider-Man movie, a, you know, a proper, you know, this could be one of the best reviewed films of the whole year. And I know you haven't seen it, Joe, but it's 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 really it's really excellent. And and yeah, and you've got Tom Holland in in the middle of this, right? Like there's no announced kind of follow up for hit for his Spider-Man in the MCU, and probably you got Pascal and the Sony lot on one side, you got Feige on the other side. You know, where does where does the leverage even even sit with all that? Uh, and also, what's Zendaya? What role is Zendaya playing? You know that sort of little whisper she's, behind uh, the ear. Mary Jane Watson. She's Mary Jane Watson. She's MJ. <laughs> uh, it's just interesting. You know, all of that. It, it does feel like 
all the Spider-Man stuff and the, and the way it interacts with uh, with MC, with the MCU is 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 in a could be in a fairly fundamentally different place to you know I don't know a month before No Way Home came out. I know mean, No Way Home was when last year it was was like was December last year, right? Yeah, I mean that wasn't that just wasn't that long ago, uh, and things feel really different now. And I think that's interesting. December um, the year before last, right? Is that right? Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah, okay. it was December twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it was. So it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't six months ago. Yeah, no, it <laughs> really collapsed the whole year in my brain. That's just, that's um, horrid to think about. I'm sick. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll move on. We've got another few, like another three quick stories to discuss. Uh, I'd say, um, and let's keep it on Marvel, which is just the 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 um, release dates of. Um, Loki season two and Echo have been announced, and there's not that much interesting about the Le- the the Loki release date, which is October the sixth um, this year. Obviously, it's nice for us to know that there's uh, that there's some shows coming to keep our yeah, page- yeah, yeah. our Patreon alive. That's <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/cinematicunivers. Uh, but also, but Echo. Well, this is probably not a good news story for our Patreon, which is that so Loki will release um, we you know week week by week as all the other Marvel shows have done. But uh, Echo is um, all getting, and I don't want to use the word dumped. But uh, maybe I will. It's getting uh, launched on uh, November 29th, so all at once. uh, Launched like a SpaceX SpaceX rocket, yeah. They're they're experimenting (laughs) with conscious uncoupling with with the release schedule. (laughs) Yeah, so they're they're dropping all of Echo in one go, which doesn't sound positive. You could could spin it if you want to, in a they're experimenting with. How that would work with viewers, but uh, you kind of feel like they wouldn't experiment with anything that they had. <laughs> anything that might succeed. Yeah. It's, it's like in the way they're experimenting with uh, the release of Willow season one, which is that they've um, <laughs> taken it off of the surface. <laughs> well, so I, I would like to talk about that because, so <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, Disney Plus has recently removed kind of a trench of content. That and I, I will refer to it as content because that's you know clearly how it's seen. Um, and removed it, removed it from the service entirely. It will, it will, it, it you know, by basically, it sounds like we'll never see the light of day anywhere ever again until like all contracts have 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 written, been, you know, that it's all it's all kind of legally it's done with because. Disney are writing it off essentially as a loss. So all of this content is being removed from their system. They can then take the hit now on it rather than kind of like, and, and you know, for, for tax purposes, it's, it's, it's written off as like a net loss now. And they can kind of amortize that over a given period. Um, I won't pretend I know exactly how it works, but it's basically they can, they can save paying a lot of tax um, and kind of put things in, 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 the, in the year they want to on a balance sheet by just simply removing it from Disney+. Plus. And then they can't then go, okay, we'll sell it to Netflix and Netflix can put it up or we can sell it, you know, or we can like put out DVDs because the whole idea is you're writing it off as a loss. And so some of the stuff that's been removed is, you know, like... Um, the Jeff Goldblum series that was on Disney Plus, that was one of their launch titles. The new series of Willow, 
uh, the Danny Boyle Sex Pistols show that just that was just on the service, you know, like within the last few months. He um, deserves better than that, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it it, it feels, um, you know, it's it's shitty. Um, also, I think for for some of this, it, it you know, obviously, there was a time when TV shows kind of aired, and then that was the last we saw of them. You know, stuff has disappeared in the past, but. Uh, you know, the streaming area you think would be an opportunity not to do that, you know, to preserve content because you can keep it, you know, you can kind of get, you know, you, you would say it's not costing Disney anything to have a series of Willow on its service. Um, but except it is though. Well, I mean, it, but it, but it's, it's, it's no, but it's not like it, like the, the, the only thing that it could it possibly cost them is like future royalties. Future, yeah. yeah, but licensing and future royalties and stuff. But it's it's like it's it, it that's small compared to what they can write off as a loss immediately. Um, so it's actually like it's worth more to them to remove it than it is to leave it on the service. Um, it's a pretty devastating calculation, isn't it? When you say like, how long will it take us for Willow, for example, to make back its money versus? How much will we save if we write it off immediately? And they're looking and going, it will take a hundred years, if that, yeah. for it to make its money back. We can get yeah. seventy million by getting rid of it now. Well, or, or you know, not not even that. Like it might, it's you know, it's streaming. There isn't really, you know, the, the, it's it's not like any of these shows have a have a path to making their money back, like. Loki will never make its money back. It's it's just purely done in Disney Plus subscribers, right? And uh, you know, are people subscribing to Disney Plus for Loki, or are they subscribing for Loki and a bunch of other things? It's not like renting something or paying for your ticket to something. So, like, none of these things can make their money back. They're just they're just a way to get people to subscribe to and stay subscribed to your service. But more crucially, subscribe to because growing the customer base is more important to, to you know, the markets than than retaining. Um, and so, so, so all of this stuff is kind of, you know, it's it, it's never going to make a profit. But what you can do is kind of, you know, uh, maximize the profits that you make overall, or minimize the losses that you make make overall by just writing it writing it off now um and you know the the consequences that that has for you know the, the kind of the art and the artists in particular in the short term is is kind of like it's it's grim um you know it's, it's grim that they can that they can just do it you know obviously like i saw i saw someone saying um when the actors from willow like that was my first ever tv show and it's just gone now <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like I said, and, and just no one will be able to see it. And to bring this back around to what prompted this, a show like Echo, are we confident that a year from now Echo is on Disney Plus? Because, uh, you know, it, uh, dumping it in one release. Sorry, lo- lo- I think you mean launching it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just just kind of like put, put, put it all there in one go. And I think when we when we were going into this Marvel Disney Plus experiment and TV shows, and the kind of titles they were announcing was, was, was suggested that 
look, all of this is going to be essential and you're going to need this to see the movies. Now, Echo is a show that, you know, you know, they could have announced as, you know, an ABC series back when they were doing Agents of Shield or whatever, or it could have been one. It could have been a character that showed up on the next network show. <laughs> but it it, it, does, it what it is is a spin-off from another Disney Plus TV show with it sounds like pretty much exclusively TV actors. And, you know, it might be great, who knows, but, like, it doesn't feel essential, and it doesn't feel like anyone's going to feel like, well, I need to see Echo because I'm going to go see the next Captain America movie or Captain Marvel or whatever. It it just feels like, may, you know, maybe you'll want to see it before the Daredevil series. But it... it it really, it really screams of everything they've made of being inessential. And I guess, you know, in this kind of more cutthroat streaming environment, are we confident that stays on the service? Because there is, there is zero chance that this is the one and only time that Disney does this. And, you know, I think it's, it's slightly, you know, it's different with Disney and, uh, like, I think Netflix, you know, stuff disappears off Netflix all the time or can show up on other services because they are like, you know, they tend to be co-productions with other companies and, you know, they'll license stuff and then it'll then it'll go off and disappear. But like, this is Disney making their own content. This is, um, you know, with, with HBO Max or now just Max um, and whatever it will be if it ever appears in this country. Just just Sky, Sky Go now TV for now, I guess. Um, but um yeah skymax um yeah, yeah i just I like uh, there's there's no way that this is that this is going to be the only time this happens the 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 streaming companies who are making their own content will continue to do this if it is a way to if it if it's a way to you know write off costs and it's uh you know it's a kind of it's a shitty state of affairs, but I would not be surprised if Echo became the first Marvel show to fall out of it, because I don't think anything is... I don't think anything sacred in in the pursuit of profit. My my only thought is that it's possible they can, Feige can convince them and use his clout and say, you know, we need all the pieces there otherwise... Yeah, but what if it's crap? Uh, what? What do you mean? What if it's crap? It's definitely crap. Lots yeah, what, of the stuff what, they've done is crap. What if it's crap and it kind of doesn't matter? Like you know, for instance, if some if She Hulk had been one of the shows that was announced, right, that was being removed. Do we think there's anything in She Hulk that you know, as much as I like aspects of that show, but do we think there's anything in She Hulk that you'd be like, well, we need to have She Hulk because of how it interacts with. I, d- I just uh, like. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I think I think for the MCU stuff in particular, certainly at the moment, it's all sold on the interconnectedness. And if you start making chunks of it feel inessential or peripheral, you're in trouble. Yeah, but also, if, you know, if the you know, content's say, doing that already. <laughs> when, when She-Hulk is in the Fantastic Four and is in a relationship with Johnny Storm, I mean that's going to feel. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of content. That's just my view. Um, so let's uh, let's 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 wrap up um, the podcast in a couple of bits. 
Um, let's. I don't know if there's much to speak on here. I mean, this, again, it's all what the same stuff we were talking about. But this is a story about the Thunderbolts production. So um, this is a this is a, a movie that was about to. So it's a story from May 25th. So I guess it's a few weeks old now. But basically, production was supposed to be starting right about now on the the Thunderbolts movie, um, but that got delayed because of writer strike stuff so you know i don't know if listeners are aware but um uh i guess it's a mix of some productions it, it's a it's a whole it's a sweep of things but some productions are being halted and are being paused indefinitely because of picket lines on the productions themselves some productions are being halted because i guess because the writers are you know have pulled out of being on set um being on set workmen and i think also there's a third tier of projects that have halted because the the real key showrunners or the directors of the shows are writers themselves and are, 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 are in the WGA and have and have pulled out of all work to get all together. So Stranger Things would count in that category as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to think about, and we've you know we've talked about it, we've sort of dotted, we've talked about it across this whole record. But how the writer strike could affect all this shit that we love, and uh, and especially release date stuff and. Uh, and how release dates, you know, affect the the um, the storytelling superstructure of these movies, especially the MCU stuff. You know, I think there's there's a case to be made that actually COVID is part of the, you know, I, I don't mean the delay in the releases of the MCU stuff, but that 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 the way that COVID messed around with the release schedule is part of why the post Endgame MCU releases have there's been a lack of coherence in that storytelling. Uh, and, and I just wonder, you know, it, it, will, it will presumably, it will presumably, if the if the writer strike ends as sort of predicted at the end of the summer, uh, which you know that would be a sort of a six seven month pause. That's obviously shorter than than, than COVID, but um, what effect that could have on not just the release schedule, but obviously the quality of of these films, uh, because there's lots of un, you know unseen stuff. It's not just, you know right now the movie Thunderbolts isn't in production, sure, but also. In normal times, would the would writers have been on that project right now, furiously, you know, punching up Florence Pugh's lines and you know integrating, uh, you know, the other characters into the movie? What do you guys, um, James? What do you think? What do you think about about Thunderbolts and the and the writer strikes influence on, on this stuff? Uh, I think, you know, without writers working on the movies, how are we going to get anything the quality of Ant Man three? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no. hey, that's a that's an anti union. <laughs> I will not, as the host of this episode, I will not. Also, I will not, more seriously, prove to, prove to me that Quantumania wasn't written by ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, quite. I mean, more more seriously, like the the demands that the writers have are so minuscule compared to the profits that are being made. I think. It is insane that the studios would let anything last that long in terms of strikes. Like they should just pay, pay the writers immediately, get back into production. If they had any sense, they would do that. Um, when I well, think, James, well, when I think back to the to the previous writer strike, and uh, you know the the consequence for us is that we get slightly less of what we like the consequences for the actual production teams, not just the writers, but everyone involved in it who can't work or can only work less. Like it's so, so much bigger that 
any studio who is not immediately thinking, how can we get everyone back to work should feel ashamed. Uh, and Joe, I, I, sorry, you know, you, you, James mentioned the 0708 writer strike. You know, you, you, obviously your favorite TV show of all time is Lost. Uh, and that was a, um, that season that we saw in season two was affected by um, the writer strike. I just wonder if you had any view, three. any, it's three, season three, sorry. Any, <laughs> any, um, any discussion on the Lost writer's room, which, uh, which was a perfectly uh, managed <laughs> writing room, staffed correctly, managed wonderfully, and you will defend. <laughs> The actions of uh, all the showrunners involved. Just want to give me any, any thoughts on that. What's the, wait, what's the question? <laughs> the, question is, the question is, did you see the story about Damon Lindelof? <laughs> yes, no, well, I, I, I think maybe less about Lindelof individually and more around uh, an entire culture. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, it's... it's um, Honestly, I would recommend that anyone go and read it. It's it's fascinating, and everything that's in it kind of rings true. If you were if you were like me, kind of like following every detail of uh, that show at the time and the personalities involved. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of I did have points on the right of strike. And, Sorry, and I comic just, book movies. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trick you to, to kind of lead you down that path, but yes, you know, the, the real the real question here and the story here is is the current right strike and uh, and your thoughts on yeah. I, I just think it's going to be particularly interesting for the films that are already in production, so that mm-hmm. have finished scripts, which you know that's that's an interesting thing just to say, isn't it? Like a finished script because yeah, mean on that. this scale of production in particular that could mean anything um so they can't rewrite stuff and also you know you think about a movie like deadpool which i believe is filming right now well i I, as as far as i know like those those wga rules mean that you can't like ryan reynolds can't now improvise lines on set he can't be doing like oh i've had this idea i'm gonna quit this because that's writing. And so that kind of like, that will mean that that movie as well is kind of like made in a very different way to how the previous ones were made. Um, you know, you, you kind of saw the first time around it affected lots of different projects in, in different ways. And some of it was delays and some of it was compromised, you know, from a quality perspective. There was stuff that was raced into production faster than it should have been. And it meant that we got some kind of, you know, weird and wonderful projects that emerged around that around that time because they you know they were either kind of pushed into production before they were ready or it was just like we need to go or, or or you know just just didn't appear for a long time after when we expected them to because they couldn't get them over the line faster just um, just quickly i'll tell you what we also got which was a lot of tv writers suddenly doing comics because mm. uh, the strike does not cover comic book writing so yeah, including there was a there was a Wolverine Hulk comic that come who who, who wrote that one? <laughs> I mean, it Damon, was, <laughs> Damon Lindelof wrote two issues and then disappeared for four years, but <laughs> he was busy again writing the the writers of Lost. <laughs> uh, no, so again, I think the 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 article suggested that Carlton Hughes did most liberating, <laughs> but Damon Lindelof um, 
can't remember any of it, but made a lot of um, off-colour jokes and said that uh, Harold Petter now called him racist, so he fired his ass. I'm yeah. so, so sorry for what I said. I definitely wasn't there. I can't remember. I'm really, really so yeah. sorry to my heart of what I did. I didn't do anything. I wasn't there. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a, it's a really, really good article. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Um, I was actually going to, I had one of the last, I've got two more stories to, to, to talk about. One of them was, was from Deadpool 3, actually, which is, again, it's a big old rumor. Uh, and I don't know how much there is to speak on this, but there's the rumor is that, and this is not, I don't think this is shocking, actually. This is actually kind of obvious once I, once I say it. The rumor is that uh, Hugh Jackman is not the only returning X person uh, to De- Deadpool 3, but actually we'll, we will see James Marsden, Frankie Anson, and Halle Berry uh, in Deadpool 3. Um, do you guys, A, are you surprised by this news? Well, do you believe this news? Are you surprised by this news? I guess it's not news. Uh, and and are you? Does it make you ex- any more excited for Deadpool three? No. I've got no affection for these versions of the characters. Ooh, no! Z- really, zero affection. Really, D- twenty three years, and all they've managed mm. to do is disappoint me. I'm just ready to move on. <laughs> no, I, I, I I do have some affection for some of those characters, and I like I like some of those performers. I, but I, you know, I can't say that I'm like now way more in that on that franchise or on that movie because they're going to be turning up. Especially because you know it'll just all be it'll all be gags. And I, but yeah, I'm not. I, I can't imagine any of any of them are like fantastically expensive right now either. So it, <laughs> it does. You Frankie know, Hansen, Frankie Hansen might be in every minute of the movie. <laughs> what the hell is she doing? <laughs> James Marsden, okay, fine. He's got a. He's waiting on the phone to see if jury duty gets renewed. But and Halle Berry, I don't know. She's probably she's probably still got the biggest profile of the three of them, I suppose. Uh, although, yes. Is it just those three? We're going to get Anna Paquin. That'd be. I'd yeah, like, I think yeah. I'd, I think I'd want to see Paquin back more than anyone else. Mm. I like that version of that well, character. This rumor from you know, of course, and this is a very noted you know cultural critic and writer. Uh, you know, I think I think he writes the New York Times. His Twitter profile is at Can We Get Toast. Uh, so he, you know, or he or she says that it's it's just Marston, Yanson and Barry. So uh, he, the, we'll the, the, that you know, that count obviously has broken some big stories in the past, and we, we yeah, need to, I, I love to trust everything that they say. They're as they're as reliable or trustworthy as Jeff Snyder. Yes. In fact, the, the paragraph starts with the word uh, insider at Can We Get Toast? Uh, okay, so at Can We Get Toast is is a, some sort of a, a Hollywood insider <laughs> getting the big scoops. Uh, last news last new story, um, and uh, this is just going to kill the time as we wind up the podcast, which is another rumour um, that uh, Andy Muschietti, as we talked about the director of The Flash, uh, is going to direct the Brave, the, the Brave and the Bold. Um, so I guess obviously we haven't nobody seen the Flash, uh, but some of you might have seen both of the It's and what did Machete? What's Mam- I can't remember the film. Mama right? Sure, yeah, Mama with um, Octavia Spencer. Oh no, that's no, Ma. that's Ma. We just just, just say, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, wh- but you know those It movies are obviously like massive hits, and and Machete. The first um, one was the second. I can't remember was the second one actually a hit. I think it was a hit, yeah. Uh, they are the, dog shit. I, I, I love it. Uh, the, the, the first movie is not great, but like it's not terrible, but it 
it kind of like it's just going full Stranger Things. Like it, 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 hmm. it just feels like it's riffing on what's popular right now, and the the kind of whilst I understand why they attempted to split it into two, the idea that they came up with to do it didn't work. Kind of so much of the joy of reading that story is hopping between the two different timelines um, mm. and and the parallels between them. Uh, and the second movie is fucking interminable. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it's it's uh, just horrid. Um, can I throw out though uh, a, a, a thought? What do you what do you think, Joe? Having said that, you hate the second one at least, but you like the first one. What do you think to fucking Bill Skarsgård as Batman? As, Anything to that? As Batman? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That would, okay. I, 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 I could, I could see that working. I could see, uh, I could see numerous scars guards working. <laughs> could, could it, could it even be Alexander as Batman and Bill as Robin? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're asking me now. <laughs> this, um, are we just fan casting this? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the cast of it, of it chapter two. Okay. <laughs> Bill Hader as, uh, as Alfred. Hey, that's not bad. Uh, James, any I'll thoughts? Bill on... Hader would be a good, like, he'd be quite a good. Um... Commissioner Gordon? No, I think uh, Batman villain. Yeah. Who? Calendar Man. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um, James, any, any thoughts on. I don't know if you've seen the It, the it movies. Um, I have or... not. Okay, sure. Uh, I don't know if you've seen The Face of Bill Skarsgård. Uh, sure. <laughs> when you think of him as Batman, that I've decided is, is ha- going to happen uh, if Machete directs the Brave there, the there is not an actor alive who could not pull off Batman. Interesting. Okay. Inter- uh, Joe, do you have a, a counterpoint to that? Could you think of an actor that couldn't pull it off? Rita Moreno. <laughs> Benny Safty. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> He'd be a better Robin. He'd be like a de- he'd be a decent Robin. Um, okay, I think that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, not not a lot of news. Um, we've spoken for I think over ninety minutes, so that's uh, that's 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 good for us. Um, and we've gone into all of the all of the weeds and all of the the grit and the deets of uh, all of this beloved genre that we love so much. Um, uh, so we will be back with you in about a month with the uh, June news episode. Um, but before that, we will have an episode on Spider-Verse. Uh, uh, once Joe's back from holiday and juggles his various commitments, me and James might have seen it another five times before. Hey, maybe, maybe I can <laughs> see it in Italian. Hey, yeah, Spider-Verse. Italian Spider-Man, that would be great. That would actually rule. No spoilers, though. No spoilers for any of the major characters in Spider-Verse. Uh, there may or may not be an Italian Spider-Man. There should be an Italian Spider-Man in Spider-Verse. Um, uh, so that's, again, one more one more plug for the Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash cinematic um, universe. Uh, uh, we, you can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Reese. I am at James Hunt. Okay. I'm at Joe Cunningham 14. Beautiful. Um, and uh, that's about it, though. Uh, so we'll see you in a month. Um, have a lovely time and uh, goodbye podcast goodbye podcast. podcast